We're standing ready Lord please I could take a guess Oh would you please We are ready I'm lifted by the spirits Guess we're never going home Never turn in sunshine Could never be alone Well I guess I'm well adjusted But the pains they never leave Except for my Hello humans, welcome to the Slackline Quote of the Day broadcast. Uh, you are here with the boss. The boss is coming! made up dumb fairy tale name, you It's Tuesday, uh, January 16th here in uh, Vancouver, Canada. Uh, we are getting inundated with rain and hail. It is not a nice looking day outside. And Boris is not pleased because uh, I am delaying his walk a little bit, and I apologize for that. But it is not nice out, so hoping that it clears up a little bit before uh, before he gets outside and gets all wet. Uh, welcome back to the Slack Line, and uh, we are chatting just uh, some quotes, some some topical things from earlier. Uh, yesterday we had a. Uh, uh, a quote about nukes that kind of went along with uh, with the Hawaiian missile warning over the weekend. Um, I actually uh, I kind of goofed because yesterday was uh, Martin Luther King Day in the U.S. and I saw after I ended up posting everything and and going through Twitter and all that stuff that everybody had been posting uh, Martin Luther King Jr. quotes all day and. Uh, uh, rightfully so. Uh, he was a great man, and I missed the boat on that one. Uh, but I'm sure you saw plenty of quotes from him yesterday that uh, uh, that I would have just chosen one of those. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll use him multiple times throughout the show. He's a great man, great person. Uh, but uh, something else I saw yesterday kind of disturbed me was I didn't know this that some people celebrate Robert E. Lee Day on the same day as Martin Luther King Day which I find uh, completely reprehensible and probably the most racist thing I've ever heard. Like, uh, I don't know how that is allowed to go on, but anyways, uh, it's kind of kind of a different topic than what we're getting at today. Today, what do we got here? Uh, we have a quote today. It is brought to you today by John Jimmy's Unruled Paper. There's nothing like clean sheets. Uh, that is John Jimmy's Unruled Paper. They're bringing us a quote today from Juan Ramon Jimenez, a Nobel Prize winning poet. And that quote from him is, if they give you ruled paper, write the other way. And that's Juan Ramon Jimenez, again, a Spanish uh, Nobel Prize winning poet and writer. Um, yeah, this one caught my eye today. I found it kind of interesting. I wanted to take initially... A more literal approach to it. Obviously, it has uh, kind of 
has a broader and more abstract like implications but uh for now anyways we'll start with with more of a literal interpretation of it like it, it kind of popped into my head when reading it if they give you ruled paper right the other way uh like what if a kid actually did refuse to write you know along the lines of a ruled paper like let's say he wrote let's say they wrote like incredible uh, essays or something like that or did all their work properly but did it sideways on the paper versus uh with ruled lines i wonder you know if they would eventually if somebody eventually would be like um well you can't do that if they would if they would fail him they would get in trouble maybe like if they did it enough or if they like refused to change um maybe end up going through some like special ed class or something like that it just uh yeah brought an interesting thought to my mind of uh you know not somebody doing it as like a joke or to troll anybody but just for some reason uh this kid wants to write this way uh flips the paper sideways and starts writing with the lines going down vertically and uh and just getting in trouble for it you know the first time being like oh okay uh sally like you shouldn't write this way but i'll mark it right this time da, da, da. and then uh you know eventually being like you can't write this way like i won't accept this type of work like please uh please write the proper on, on the proper uh orientation of the page or whatever and uh and yeah again if they refuse to do it probably end up going into into a uh, special education or something like that which is not I mean, maybe they do need that at that point, but I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, they're just writing uh, writing on the paper a different way. Like, why would it bother teachers or anybody to read it? Um, to read it if it was, you know, landscape or, or portrait. Like, I mean, ruled paper hasn't been around forever. Did, did, did old teachers really care how their students handed in their work that way? um maybe they did i don't know i don't know how long uh lined paper has been around actually maybe i should look that up seeing when the first ruled paper was actually put in but it looks like a bunch of different uh places in the world use different types of of ruled paper but i mean it's all kind of along the same lines like you write along the line that's that's kind of the point right um and the point of this quote is to not necessarily write along the lines uh but yeah i mean staying in the in the literal mindset of it i remember being in high school chemistry and we had a test uh uh, or a practice exam for for a test coming up. Uh, one of the answers to the, one of the questions was bomb calorimeter. All I can remember about a bomb calorimeter is that it measures like the pressure of of an explosion, and you you just like put it inside of this this thing and and set off a bomb. Essentially, that's why it's called a bomb calorimeter. And uh, we had a question where we had to measure the pressure of of uh of an explosion like that and 
Uh, I mean, there are a bunch of different ways to do it, easier ways to do it. Um, but for some reason, I could only really remember the bomb calorimeter. And so I wrote about how to do it with the bomb calorimeter. And uh, and the teacher marked it wrong. And I remember I went up to her after uh, marking the practice exams. And, and she was like a university professor. She was a really great teacher. Um, I, I showed her my answer. I was like, well, why is this wrong? Like, I got the right answer. I did the right thing. She's like, well, you wouldn't have a bomb calorimeter in a high school, a high school lab. And I'm like, well, that didn't say anywhere that we were working out of a high school lab. And she's like, well, you have to assume that. And I'm like, why should I be assuming that? Like, we learned about the bomb calorimeter. Why can't I use it? And and she kind of sighed and she she nodded and she was like, well, I mean, to be honest, um. It is right, but they will mark it wrong according to their their standard uh, standardized answers. So you should learn to do it the other way. And I, I like I could see on her face that she knew it was it was like garbage that she was not letting me do this. Um, yeah, it's just it's a weird mindset that really shuts down uh, any sort of you know wayward thinking even if it's correct i I never really understood that and like how do you think people came up with different types of math and that type of thing i'm not saying that i was ever on that type of train but uh you know if we're shutting people down when they're when they're creatively trying to solve problems you'll never you'll never solve new and interesting problems i mean that's kind of what all progress is based on we had a quote about that uh in our first week about progress being um based on the unreasonable man and like if you think about you know newton watching the apple fall fall from the tree and actually wondering why and and not even just wondering why but exploring and and experimenting and and eventually proving why and uh and like looking at light through a prism and seeing it separate and and instead of going like ooh pretty rainbow going why is that why is that light getting split into all those different colors and I wonder if some of them are hotter or colder, and I wonder if some of them move faster or slower. Uh, and it turns out they do. And uh, yeah, so if if, peop- if if all that type of thinking gets shut down, then then we we move a lot slower than than we rightfully should. And uh, and I think that happens a lot. I think that happens all the time. Um, and we are getting into into like alternative teaching methods and stuff now. I mean, they've always been there. Have always been quote unquote alternative teaching methods, obviously. But we, we have been uh, pretty ingrained with with the the system that we currently have, which is you know, very just classroom based, eight to three p.m. or whatever hour long classes, math, science, English, social, that type of thing, and uh, and when you and you do as your schedule says, um, you know, we had a, a friend of mine named Olivia on the big slack line a few weeks ago. Uh, and she works as a teacher for a Monsanto school, uh, which is, you know, kind of a, a refocusing sort of method where when a kid is obviously bored or starts, uh, uh, starts acting out in a, in a way they try to refocus them onto something that will hold their attention, uh, something educational, something engaging and, and try to, uh, to isolate what, what kids, you know, like and, and will be good at. There's things like Waldorf School, which is uh, like kind of more of an art-based program. Uh, you know, there's there's like always self-directed schools and stuff. Even within the public school system, I remember there being self-directed schools that you could go to. Um, 
you know, just just sort of different things, but they're always kind of on the outside. Uh, like I said, we are we are really ingrained in the way that we teach people, um, and I think it's kind of showing that it's not ne- like we think that it's kind of this overarching best practice method of just like you know what we this is I know it's not great for everybody, but it's better for most people. I don't know that it is better for most people. Um, you know, the idea of, of just sitting in classroom, listening to somebody yammer on and all that. Like I've learned more about history and, and, uh, and literature and, and, uh, and biology and a bunch of different things, astronomy in the last like six years of just like scouring YouTube for things like that than, you know, I ever did actually paying attention in school. And part of that is uh, just being a kid and thinking school is dumb or whatever. Um, I was never really, really like that. I was always a decent student, but, you know, you get bored. You get sidetracked. You know, math wasn't really my thing, so I kind of never really understood why I had to be at home just, like, doing math. And, like, as soon as we started getting into abstract stuff, derivatives and uh, and, and things of that nature, it was, like, derivatives and calculus it's like why do i need to do this my calculator can do this and it's like well because your brain needs to do it and i'm like well when (laughs) you know unless i'm going to be like an engineer or something i don't really need to know calculus so why why is it something that i'm feeling stupid about not really being that great at you know Or, or not getting through high school not getting into universities because i can't do math not because i can't do math because i can't do uh you know calculus i always found a plot like once i got into university and we did these you know courses that were more like applied and more you know stats based and like you know you actually had data that you were trying to find uh you know answers to or or you're trying to provoke questions from uh that was pretty much all economics was and uh I found that a lot more engaging than trying to find, you know, unknowns for no reason. Uh, but some people get their jam on that, and we don't want to quell that either. But people that get their jam on that, like, they want to be doing math all the time too, right? Like, I remember having a, a friend who who was great at math and chemistry and, and stuff like that. Like, he would sleep through class uh, and still get better marks than everybody else uh, because he claimed he would go home and teach himself, which I thought was nuts, but... Uh, anyways, um, but you know, when it came to writing and, and social studies and stuff, he was not great with it. And, you know, not that we shouldn't be trying to help them improve those things. Of course he should, but why do his like marks now, uh, why does his, you know, quote unquote status in the school, like really, really depend on, on this thing that he's not great at when he's really excellent in some other area? Uh, it's kind of a weird, kind of builds a weird self-esteem that all of this stuff should be equal in your, um, in your repertoire when that's not the case. And so when we get to like the less literal side of it, um, you know, writing the proverbial other way is just, is just, you know, doing things a different way, looking at things a different way, uh, taking that other path or, or trying to find the same answer, but in a different direction, um, you know, I think that that is that type of mindset has helped improve, you know, humanity overall greatly over and over again. Um, but we still we still kind of ignore it. You know, it's one of those things kind of like yesterday with the with the nuclear talk. Like it's just one of those things that for some reason we can't learn from. We can't learn from 
uh letting people like tesla like die in shame and poverty and and uh we can't learn from you know uh just casting people aside that are uh trying to you know maybe tell us something different because they see something different or uh i'm not saying that all lunatics are geniuses um <laughs> but uh you know sometimes it's interesting to listen to people that like we've talked about a lot have different perspectives on things even if even if their um ultimate answer is wrong or if their perspective is warped in some way by uh by an illness or something like that like they might they might say things in a different manner they might think in a different way that that provokes other people that provokes themselves into into uh you know more interesting pathways than than what we currently take you know and and those are the types of people that we end up idolizing and and actually listening to in the end and people look back on and go like of course like why why not why weren't we uh paying attention then and and then it just happens over and over again so so uh yeah we've talked a lot about about uh, stuff like that before and then we'll get into it again so maybe we'll leave it there a uh, little bit of a, a shorter chat on just uh, just taking different paths right in the other way, quote unquote. Uh, that quote again brought to us by uh, John Jimmy's Unruled Paper. There's nothing like clean sheets. Uh, try John Jimmy's Unruled Paper. Uh, and that quote again, if they give you ruled paper, write the other way. Uh, that is Juan Ramon Jimenez, a Spanish Nobel Prize winning uh, writer and poet. I'd uh, like to thank uh, Crooked Spies and Axel Boss for providing the music today on either end of the podcast. Make sure you're following the Slack line on Instagram at the.slack.line, uh, YouTube at the Slack Line Podcast, and Twitter at slackline underscore radio. Uh, this has been Quote of Day. Uh, hope, you, uh, hope you all enjoy your day. Thanks to anybody who's listening, and uh, bye for now.
yok ben 